0: Welcome to Captain Hunter's podcast, the podcast that is dedicated towards bridging the divide between the police and the communities that they serve. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really, really appreciate it. Please make sure that you rate, subscribe and share these episodes. Um, The podcast is growing. Of course, I always want more. Do want to do more. Go, go farther, go higher and all that kind of good stuff. So only you can help out with that. So please make sure that you rate, subscribe and share these episodes. Give it that thumbs up. Write me a review and I will read it on the air. Um, and so that only helps to boost the analytics and get my name out there and all that kind of good stuff. I think we have good information going on here at Captain Hunter's podcast. So please make sure that you do that. You can support the podcast through Cash App and Venmo. Both of those are CPTL Hunter. PayPal is CAPT Hunter, C A P T H U um, N T E R. You can also buy the book, the book that I've just released, Police Perform. Police, uh, a police captain's perspective on the evolution of law enforcement in America and how to improve the criminal justice system that is available through lulu.com lulu.com soon to be on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever um, one purchases their books. It's also going to be coming to the digital pl- platform as well. So for those of you who like to read in your Kindle or your nooks or your cell phones or whatever, it's going to be coming on those platforms. Very very soon. Um, so let's let's get into the episode for today. I actually recorded this episode quite some time ago, uh, back in like May of uh, 2020, and uh, I did so many other plant-based episodes uh, that I figured I'd give it uh, a little bit of time. But because we're just entering the new year, and by the way, I hope that everyone had a good and safe and new year. And I, I'm wishing you all the best. And my way of wishing you all the best for a new year is to start off this year by you know all these different resolutions that we have well, why don't we consider why don't you consider going vegetarian vegan or plant-based or however you want to term it uh, just do better by your diet and so uh, I had the fireman on Kevin Duffy uh we talked about plant-based I had Susan Levin on uh, from uh, PCRN, the Physicians Committee on Responsible Medicine. So I had her on, and now I'm pleased to have Miss Rachel Atchison on the show. Very, very pleased to have her on. She is the deputy strategist for the uh, Brooklyn Borough uh, elected official Eric Adams. Miss Atchison works for Eric Adams over for the Brooklyn Borough, which is uh, the uh, the Brooklyn Borough President, which is the uh, elected official uh, over there. So she is the deputy strategist for him. So I'm very, very pleased to have her on. She's certainly uh, involved or uh, has a lot to do with uh, law enforcement. Uh, from from uh, Her father was a, was a retired police captain from Maryland. Uh, Eric Adams and himself is a retired police uh, transit uh, cop, uh, also retired at the rank of captain. Uh, I'm going to reach out to both of those uh, gentlemen to have them on the podcast as well. Um, because I think that it's, that their stories number one are important and number two, you know, just their journeys into the vegan, vegetarian, whole food, plant-based diet lifestyle. So I really, really appreciated Miss Mr. Er- Miss, uh, Miss Atchison coming on the show. Like I said, we recorded this quite some time ago and I just wanted to, because I had so many different plant-based shows about health, uh, back to back, I really wanted to give it some time. So it's a new year, 2021. We're all going to start off. um. You know, hopefully, you know, the disaster that 2020 is going to be left behind us. And so, uh, what better way to start off the new year by getting ourselves together mentally and, of course, uh, financially, mentally, financially, uh, and, of course, uh, uh, physically, right? And the best way that we can do that is through our diet and through exercise. So, make those new year's resolutions and make sure that you follow through with them and keep them. One thing, one resolution that I'm going to have is I'm going to have. Uh, I'm going to be better at making sure that I put out a once a week encouragement session, right? Uh, really try to build up the life coaching uh, business. If anybody didn't know, I, I'm also a life coach, uh, life coaching business. So I'm really going to be looking to do that. I'm going to be putting out more content, and the only way to get access to that content is to become a subscriber through the Patreon page, p a t e r o n. dot com, or to give or to you know support the podcast. Um, once again, th- these uh, podcasts you know it costs a little bit of a coin to to put out so I want to give some out some good content so be looking forward forward to those in the new year a weekly encouragement session which we're going to talk about a number of different things not gonna be long 15-20 minutes just to give you that little boost to get you through the midweek hump you know Wednesday Thursday I'm gonna put them out um, most people go to church on on Sundays or they listen to some type of spiritual um, and enriching communication of some of some sort and what happens is you know we get those on Sundays or Mondays or whatever and then by the middle of the week we go to work and we get drained right we have arguments with our family members and all that kind of stuff so we get drained of all those type of things that are that were placed in us so I want to be one of those people that is going to pour back into you And of course i need it too right i I need the i need the encouragement as well so let's get back to the episode here so i'm really looking forward to 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 this interview that we had a great great discussion you're going to hear a lot about me and my journey we're going to hear a lot about uh, a lot of different people's journey and we're looking at more reasons that people want to go plant-based and as miss atchison and i were communicating what she did was she sent me some information and i want to i want to scroll through that information uh right now because I think it's really really vital and really really important that we um that we understand what we're doing and where we can go from here. So Miss Atchison sent me something from the NAACP and it was some of their resolutions that they had. Now this was written back in twenty nineteen, their resolutions that they wanted to have. So I think it's really, really important that we read this. Um and, and see where we're at and where we want to go. Part of the resolutions that the NAACP wanted to have was they wanted to, to have vegetarian or vegan or plant-based diets in their prisons, in K-12 schools, and in hospitals. I tell the story all, all the time about when I was in a hospital, one of the first things they wanted to do was give me chicken, right? So here I am sitting right here with these clogged arteries where they just uh, had um, had fixed the clogged arteries by, by rerouting the, the piping and plumbing in my heart and all that kind of stuff. And so they wanted to shove chicken down my throat and and tuna fish and all this other kind of stuff. It's supposed to be you know a heart healthy meal, but but you know while I didn't have the knowledge that I do today about what was going on, I knew that it couldn't be right for them to be giving me more cholesterol laden chicken, right? I knew that, and I I knew at least that much. So uh, so here is just I just want to read this, and this is mostly for the for the audience out there uh, in. Um, in in audio land but if you're watching the video you can obviously see this so here's what they wanted to do here's one of the one of the many resolutions that they had they being the naacp have for t- 2019 so i'll just read this to you whereas in the most recent u.s data regarding causes of death of african americans in 2016 approximately three thousand uh, three hundred thousand thirty 330,000 african-americans died the top five causes of death are listed as follows number one heart disease number two cancer number three unintentional Injuries number four was stroke number five is homicide Whereas in the first large-scale study to to document the the extent of the race gap in heart disease Researchers respond reported that one in 100 adult black 100 black adults develop heart failure in their 30s and 40s i was one of those right which is at the rate of 20 times higher than that of the similarly aged white men and women and whereas the heart failure rate among young black adults was more like that of white men and women in their 50s and 60s and whereas the black adults in this study who developed heart disease early had at least one of four high risk factors, high blood pressure, being overweight, chronic kidney disease, or low levels of good cholesterol, high-density cholesterol, or HDL. Uh, See Dr. Kristen Bibbins Domingo, author and co-director of the Center for Vulnerable Populations at the University of California, San Francisco, and San Francisco General Hospital. And whereas children who rely on the free or reduced-price school lunches have a disproportionate rise in poor health indicators, including obesity risk factors for disease diagnosis of cancer and adult onset diabetes which are linked to diet so i want to pause right there right so these children who are who are already poor they're eating these reduced uh price lunches are increasing their their risk of heart disease cancers and adult onset diabetes crazy crazy when we think about that back to the report Whereas the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Cancer Society, the American Diabetic Dietetic Society, the American Diabetes Association, the American Heart Association, the United States Department of Agriculture, and the United in the National Institutes of Health recommend a greater emphasis in the American diet on fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, which contain fiber and essential nutrients, including vitamins and minerals, but are low in fat, calories, and no cholesterol. And whereas the USDA's Team uh, Nutrition Program has stated that less than fifteen percent of children eat the minimum daily re- recommended of fruits, thirty-five percent eat n- no fruit or a give- on a given day, and seventeen consume- percent consume the minimum daily recommended recommended servings of vegetables, and twenty percent eat no vegetables on a given day, and exposure to vegetarian entrees in school cafeteria would positively influence children with poor eating habits. And whereas school children who identify themselves as vegetarian or vegan and are free and are from families who avoid meat and dairy foods may be at a disadvantage when no appropriate school lunch meals are offered with respective schools. And whereas research has shown that plant-based meals rich in complex carbohydrates, such as beans, lentils, grains, potatoes, pasta, and oranges are less expensive than meats featuring animal products. And In April of uh, 2015, a jail in Arizona went vegetarian and the prison saved $200,000 by spending money on meatless food in the first year of the program. Arizona spends approximately $25,000 uh, per inmate per year, which is the amount Maryland spends on each student. And whereas Maryland annually spends $44,600 uh, per inmate per year with a total of approximately 24,000 prisoners, on an annual cost of, uh, of, of over a million dollars. And whereas it is estimated that Maryland could save up to 600000 per year by transitioning the entire meal service to plant-based meals. And whereas the Victor Valley Medium Correctional Facility in Uh, Adelanto, California reported that in 1997 when it started its plant-based meal program called New Start, its recidivism rate, rate of rearrest for the released inmates was only 2%, but the state average in California was over 90%. That's crazy when you think about that. Let me pause here for a minute. That's crazy when you think about that. Uh, Maybe maybe the meals weren't weren't good. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe the meals weren't good, and so the prisoners didn't want to go back. Or maybe they they, they just had a a different change of heart and mind um, and said, you know what, if I got a new lease on life and I'm eating better, maybe I just go out there and do better. So who knows what the reason for the drop in the recidivism rate was. Back to the report, whereas to address the health concerns of school children and to lower recidivism rates in California prisons, the California legislature passed SB 1138, which mandates plant-based options in K-12 schools, prisons, and hospitals. And whereas in July 10, 2018, the Northern District of New York Court held that prisons must serve prisoners plant-based meals based on their dietary needs and convictions. Therefore, be it resolved that advocacy for mandatory plant-based meals in prisons and options for plant-based meals in K-12 schools and hospitals should be a 2020 legislative priority for the NAACP, consistent with the data-driven research regarding the health outcomes provided by plant-based meals, and consistent with the California legislation, which passed a mandatory plant-based meal option for K-12 schools and hospitals and mandated 100% plant-based meals in prisons to reduce the current recidivism rates. Be it further resolved that by the fall of 2021 school year, K-12 schools, prisons, and hospitals will implement the plant-based meals options for 100% plant-based meal program and the K-12 meal options that include whole meat options, not just side dishes. Whole meal, whole meals. excuse me, whole meal options and not just side dishes. options for children. Said meal plan should, shall contain high concentration of whole fruits, vegetables as grown. That all institutions shall provide plant-based meals education education and or demonstrations or tasters to identify the most tasty and culturally relevant and plant-based alternatives and recipes that replace animal products to ensure uh, con consumption by students inmates and parents right so they don't want to just pass out a bunch of junk they want actual taste testers to make sure it tastes good uh they're going with the diet with with the research uh they want things that are not just um they want fruits and vegetables that are actually grown and eaten as is right whole apples whole oranges whole bananas in uh, all that type of thing right not this mishmash of frankenfoods ever that, that that can be going going out there so that's what the NAACP was reporting at that particular time uh, that's what they were calling for those these are the, the problems and the resolutions that they wanted so um, I, I just thought that was very very interesting and I and I think that what people need to do is is take a look at this now this is uh, this is um, 2021, it's not long ago that I lost a friend uh, who died r- at the end of, um, actually at the beginning of November, 49 years old, massive heart attack. I had my own journey when I was 45 years old. I just read the report from the NAACP talking about the number one cause of death, and the number one cause of death in every Western country is heart disease. E- everywhere that this diet goes, people die early, die young of heart disease. Uh, it's not something that has to happen We can change today We can change now to a whole food, plant-based diet Eat the fruits and vegetables And you can eat hearty meals Believe me, you can eat hearty, hearty It's not just salads People think that all the time It's just salads Listen, I've eaten more rice I, I've, I'm perfecting my own Spanish rice Without without the oils in it um, I've eaten tons of potatoes uh, uh, legumes, uh, Beans Lentils, uh, they have lentil uh, pasta. Uh, so, so there's there's a whole whole variety of foods out there uh, that we can that you can eat, you can consume, and that is not going to kill you, not going to laden you down with cholesterol and the high fats and all this type of stuff. It's possible, and you can eat well. You can eat well and be hearty. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get into the episode. We're going to talk about more reasons to go whole food, plant based. Please consider it for 2021. We can save you can save yourself, you can save the planet, you can save the animals. uh You we, we you can we can boost another economy by by making sure that more farmers are out there uh, working. It's all there's nothing but pluses to it. Um, and of course once again you can save yourself from the heartaches and diseases the cancers, the the, the high blood pressure, the diabetes, the high cholesterol uh, you can save yourself having your chest cut open like I did and having your veins ripped out and reworking and and all that kind of stuff so consider it, consider it. There's too many young men uh, particularly of my age and I still consider myself to be young um, like I said I talked about my man who was 49 years old, broke my heart broke my heart when I was in the hospital I can remember telling me uh, this uh, people coming in and telling me yeah it's a good thing you caught it because this person died and he was 45 this person caught it. he was 43 this person caught it because he was 42 this person all died um, before their age of 50 and it, it, this is all because of our diet we got to be able to put the, down the fried chicken we got to be able to put down the hog moths and all this kind of stuff P- put the meat and the dairy away put the meat and the dairy away, the colon cancers, the pancreatic cancers, prostate cancers associated with dairy, eating eggs. Listen, we got to stop it. We got to stop it. Next up, Miss Rachel Atchison. Here we go. Uh, So I'm here with Rachel Atchison, right? Am I saying name? Okay. Very good. All right. Mm -hmm. So thank you for coming on the podcast and Uh, You asked me a question about uh, my story and I certainly tell it to you, but I'm here to interview you. So I don't want to talk about me. (laughs) Um, So I am a uh, former uh, police officer, police captain. I was a police captain for 24 years uh, and then I retired. And one of the reasons that I retired is because uh, about two years ago now I had a triple bypass. And so uh, as a result of that, right there, they are doing your family history and asking me, you know, how I ate and all that kind of stuff. And I don't, and I've always been in the exercise, working out and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think that I would do terrible, but upon coming into, uh, well, I would say watching more YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I understand now that probably there's a lot of stuff that I was doing was not the healthiest. For example, I would do the low carb, high protein diet. which right. now I understand was was kind of ripping up my, my insides for lack of a better term. Yep. Uh, so I understand that today, but I didn't understand that then. So, uh, so yeah, so two years ago, almost two years ago uh, in July, uh, I had a triple bypass and that kind of set me on this road of trying to eat healthier. And of course, after the triple bypass, you know, they're putting me on a DASH diet, that dietary approaches to yeah. stopping yeah. heart disease. I think, yeah. I think that's the acronym. Uh, and so but even while I'm, I'm there, uh, even when they're telling me what I can not eat, you know, more of a Mediterranean type of diet, you know, high, pro, uh, even though it's high protein, eat some tuna and fish once or twice a week and, Grilled chicken and all that kind of stuff, and all stuff I was already doing. I, I mean, mm-hmm. my my diet was not terrible. Of course, I I had a I did have a big sweet tooth, so I you know we went out. I had I had a piece of carrot cake, or you know, go to Cheesecake Factory. I indulged and, you know. But but all in all, you know, normally my my diet was probably sixty seventy percent clean or, or good, you know, because mm-hmm. I like I said I was into lifting weights, working out, and, and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, one of the reasons that brought me to this, what, what scared me so much was uh, I, you know, you live this kind of more sedentary lifestyle. And what I'm saying by that is, even though I was into working out, I wasn't as, as, as diligent as I could have been. You know, my kids are small, so I got to stay home and watch them and all that kind of stuff. So as they get bigger and move out, I'm like, you know, I'm going to get back in shape and I'm going to, you know, look like I used to look when I was t- in my 20s. So I started going off slow and trying to do uh, these little hills in my neighborhood, right? I go up the hill one time. And I could one day, well, actually it was maybe over a course of a few days. I'm like, I can't do this hill mm-hmm. and it should be, you know, theoretically it should be getting easier and easier, yeah. right? They're doing them every day. Your body should be adjusting. And then one day I'm just like, I couldn't do the hill one time. My hands are on my knees. I'm like, what the heck? So, you know, uh, I, because I understood a little bit about uh, um, you know being a police officer. We talk about heart disease and people who are going through coronary you know, heart attacks and stuff. So I knew enough to call my doctor. And so they come in and they, they do a stress test and they're, they're like, listen, uh, they do a stress test on a Monday, I go back for the results on Wednesday. And then on, uh, uh, on that Wednesday, they're like, listen, you're not going home. Uh you got three blockages right here. Here they are. They're, they're, this is the widow maker and we send them home you could die. I'm like, <laughs> what are
1: right.
0: you talking about? What? Right. You know?
1: Can so, you believe we have something called the widow maker? I mean it's just- right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. And I had heard that term before, but when they're telling them it's you and it's right there, three ninety percent blockages, I'm like,
1: what? Right
0: um and so uh so then two days later and on friday they're they're cutting my chest open and all that kind of stuff right uh, i don't know if you can see i won't i won't show you my chest but here's where they took the vein here's <laughs> yeah. where they took the vein wow. out of my out of my arm and wow. did all this reworking around and all that kind of stuff um so so that was my story about how i came in, um came into this a little bit so once again they put me in a dash diet and I start, I'm stu- still doing right, but I, I just, listen, I just wasn't feeling right. And this is, this is, we're going back to beginning of, of April of this year, right? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if this is, if this is really doing it because now I'm going for walks and doing everything they're, they're telling me to do. And it's just not doing it for me. Maybe, maybe it's all up in here, right? Because once again, I brought up the story about how I came to it, because if I'm sitting here having a conversation, there's no symptoms, but it's, it's only when I'm exercising that I'm, right and that to me was terrifying because i got three blockages i don't know about them and then you know one day i go out for a walk or trying to run or something i can just know i could it could be over was very terrifying so i'm like uh this is not doing it for me there's got to be something else we can do so of course i go to the greatest resource on earth youtube and i'm sorry (laughs) i start watching different videos and and all that kind of stuff and so, of course, I come across plant-based diet. But also, before that, I had a per, another uh, corrections officer on my podcast, and he tells me about how he's taking the same medications. Now, he's in his probably early 50s. That his mother, who was suffering from diabetes and about to have a something amputated, I don't know if it was a toe or a leg or something. Right, right. So he, he's on the same medication. I'm like, and he starts telling me he's about to go plant-based. And while I heard that term before, it really kind of sparked up in me because we're on this road, right? He's in his fifties on the same road that his mother's going on. Here I am in my forties, I'm on the same road as this. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what, it's got, something's got to be done. And so, uh, just a little bit more research. I said, you know what, this is it for me. I'm going to do it. One more story is my daughter, uh, when she was in middle school, had gone to a farm and of course she sees how the animals are treated. And she's like, you know what? And she's 13, Mm -hmm. 14 or so. I'm not eating meat anymore. Now oh. she has since backslid, and she's now back into eating meat. She's 22 right now. Uh, I hope she's listening to the podcast, so I know. <laughs> me. Uh, so, so, but even while she was doing it, she was my. She really was my hero because I had talked about being, becoming vegetarian. I love animals. She loves animals, so it was always a conflict in my mind as far as I love animals, but I'm eating them. <laughs> you know, so, um, so, so, you know, just with the whole conflict. My whole medical history. I'm like, you know what? In the beginning of April, I said, "This is enough is enough. I'm going to do this plant based thing." Did the research, and now uh, here I am.
1: That's amazing. I yeah. love
0: it. I love it. So that's my story. Tell me about you.
1: Well, <laughs> so, so I think there are there are four major reasons uh, why people kind of choose this path, uh, and. It used to really be three, and then COVID came around and we added another. So I'll, I'll get to that in a sec. Um, so one is um, uh, one that, you know, you're, we're speaking a lot to now, which is health. Um, it is a plant-based diet, a healthy plant-based diet. is simply the healthiest diet that you could eat. You know, if you're, if you're eating a diet that's rich in unprocessed foods, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, you are eating a diet that is optimal for your health. Um, then the the second argument is the environmental argument and uh, that's actually where my entry point was when I was in high school I watched Food Inc Uh, I learned about the inefficiencies with animal agriculture basically we have to feed a cow 10 calories to get one calorie of meat in return that's extremely inefficient if we want to uh, maximize The, um, like if, if we want to reduce global poverty, if we want to reduce global hunger, we really need to see where are we throwing out food and we're throwing out food to raise the food that we end up eating. But that animal has to have processes. It has to live. It has to, you know, heat itself. I mean, they're just, there's so much that goes into living as a being. And so it's an inefficient system. Then the the third reason that people kind of choose this path uh, is the animal welfare route. So if you look at how we treat our animals uh, on today's factory farms, we have about 56 billion land animals that are raised and killed in, in farms across the world. And they're treated pretty horrifically. I mean your your daughter saw um, what was probably a very humane farm in comparison to kind of your average farm because the average farm does not let you in. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, average yeah, farm, yeah. Literally there's laws called ag gag laws that make it so that I just it's heard
0: clean- that term this week. Wow, <laughs>
1: backag laws make it illegal for whistleblowers within factory farms to show the conditions. It's it's insane. So so those are the three major um, you know major reasons that people have previously like looked into plant based nutrition, um, but now actually we've got this pandemic prevention route. So the way we treat animals is sure inhumane, but let's take out the humane aspect. It is dirty. Uh, It is just gross. Um, And it is uh, is a system where we've tried to maximize how much meat we can get from animals, maximize how much meat we can sell on grocery store shelves. And so we've made a very um, efficient process. But when you're making an efficient process and you don't have other considerations in mind, such as environmental degradation, such as animal welfare, you'll create a system where you've got cages upon cages stacked of chickens who are literally defecating on each other. And then we're in turn eating that meat. And when you have that sort of process, um, it can lead to to things like a pandemic. Um, It can lead to, um, right now, the way way we raise animals with antibiotics, um, it can lead to antibiotic resistance. And so that's actually this fourth kind of reason to choose this path that a couple months ago, if we had had this interview, I would not have have drawn attention to. But a, a good friend of mine, Dr. Michael Greger, wrote a book about 10 years ago called Bird Flu. And he actually just came out with his uh, kind of a, an update, ber- updated version called How to Survive a Pandemic. Um, he is also a, a, he's a nutrition expert. Uh, he wrote the book called How Not to Die, which is a wonderful resource for those interested in the health angle. Um, But this is a a phenomenal resource for the kind of infectious disease route as well. So my particular route into this world was through the environmental, as well as once I went vegetarian, I looked at the animal cruelty aspect and thought it's not worth it. Um, And then I I dug more into the health benefits after I went vegan. And when I went vegan, I I wasn't even a health vegan at that point. uh, But when I went vegan, my eczema went away. So I used to have eczema on my hands and legs, and every night before I went to sleep, I would have to put on cream. Well, turns out our bodies are not necessarily made to consume dairy, and so my body was reacting by giving me uh, eczema and now that I, I don't consume dairy i have had no eczema for the past 10 years and it's been a wonderful wonderful blessing uh to to get that away and uh, and if you had told me years earlier i could have stopped it i i probably would have but no one was telling me that information so i kept on kept on eating that way
0: i have a good friend and i'm i'm gonna make sure that he listens to this um his daughter's teenager now but i remember as a baby i used to feel so bad for her because she would be scratching all the time i don't know exactly how much dairy she was eating but it certainly is a very compelling story as a matter of fact um they would put uh, socks over her hand
1: yep yep and oh, so right. I,
0: and right. so i when i would pick her up i would call her sock hands <laughs> you know, oh. because she had, you know it, it was you know obviously it was obviously a term of endearment but totally but,
1: totally
0: but, yep but but it was it was um you know, it's just devastating to watch her go through that. And I can tell my own story about that is, you know, um, I had really bad asthma for a long time. Mm -hmm. Not asthma. I'm sorry. Um, uh, uh, Well,
1: you could say, asthma because indeed asthma is also diet related. So we can put that for later, but (laughs)
0: Uh, it was, um, you know, hay fever, seasonal allergies,
1: allergies, yep. Asthma,
0: allergies. (laughs) Uh, So, um, and once I started, drinking um uh, now i've always eaten milk uh drunk milk eaten uh dairy um and i always drank number one because i thought that's where you get your protein a good good great amount totally. of pr- protein you, re- you know like i said i was in the working out so i'm reading these magazines and they say drink chocolate milk after workout and drink milk you know it's, it's what it's 16 grams of protein or whatever it is in a glass or, you know so I'm okay i'm gonna do that but my so once i went to fat-free skim milk or even um lactose-free milk, then my allergies went away, right? At just the springtime would come around. I am mean, you're in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right down the road in Connecticut. So once everything starts budding and stuff, right, I, I would be sneezing and eyes watering and all that. So once I did that, once I went at least that far and getting the lactose out, then I didn't have any bad allergies anymore. Of course, now it's springtime and stuff, or, or you know, it's almost summer now. But but uh, everything is good, you know, I don't have any, I haven't wow. s- sneezed or anything. So so they're deaf. And, and what I'm so surprised at when I, as we start off uh, talking about this is that the research that I did, and, and, you know, usually I try to read books and all that kind of stuff, but I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to do that for this because I'm reading so much police stuff, I don't need to read any, <laughs> any more stuff. But but the videos that I've watched, and they're all, you know, academically, you know, you know sound as far as I can tell by PhDs and, and MDs and stuff is that they're, that they're telling you that, that, as you said, the, the eczema, the, um, the, the medical sufferings that we put ourselves through and that no one is telling us is the problem. When I was going through my stuff, uh, uh, I was asking a doctor, what do you think about going – as a matter of fact, I just had a doctor's appointment, not, not yesterday, but the last Wednesday before – you know, we're doing a teleconference, and I t- asked him, "What do you think about the whole plant food day- based diet?" I said, "Oh, man, that's interesting." it's my cardiologist. It's, it's interesting. You know
1: what the number? No one answer. <laughs> you know the number one reason for death of cardiologists.
0: <laughs> you know?
1: I'm I'm not kidding. Heart disease. Really. So so there's <laughs> I, I highly recommend you uh, research two amazing cardiologists, Dr. Kim Williams, Dr. Kim Williams, uh, and uh, Dr. Columbus Batiste. Both of whom phenomenal, I've, phenomenal people, um, and both of whom are plant-based cardiologists. Uh,
0: I'm looking for someone in Connecticut. Is that is that possible, or or, or remote, or so? What, what?
1: There's definitely remote um, at this point. There's a couple resources to find plant-based doctors. Um, okay and I'll send you the the websites after to list in the show notes, but it's something like plantbaseddocs.com or something. Um, And people, people will list uh, and you can find them by zip code sort of thing. So there might be, I'm just not familiar with the cardiology scene in in Connecticut.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Once again, they, they, they don't know. They don't have the answers. I asked my uh, primary care doctor, you know, what do you think about that? He's like, you know, you need me.
1: Ah." Here's a major reason though is Your doctor knows nothing more than you do as it relates to nutrition. They did not receive nutrition education in med schools. It's just not, it's not in the curriculum. So I I now work actually for, um, and kind of to back up uh, as it relates to your podcast, my father was a a cop for 25 years and um, my uh, retired as a captain as well. We can get into his vegan story as well. Um, But also working for a former uh, NYPD Um, also retired as captain, uh, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams, um, and we can talk about his plant-based story as well. Uh, So, um, but uh, I say that um, because uh, there's there's a bill that we are kind of pushing for to get more nutrition education in med schools as a mandate, Um, because right now uh, there's just... If, if you want to go to your doctor and have them tell you nutrition education uh, or tell you about nutrition, they would be as equipped as the next person um, because they're just not learning it in schools. So I, I think that there are, there are doctors who go above and beyond and who do dive into nutrition. And there's an amazing plant-based doctor network out there. But those folks have gone and studied nutrition. Uh, it's not that they've necessarily learned this in med schools.
0: So what prompts them to, to, to go down that path? I mean, I probably have to talk to each, each one of them, but, but generally, what, what
1: generally, so generally one of the biggest deceptions that we have, have given, you know, you think doctors are wonderfully altruistic people. They, they largely get into their profession to save people. And yet we don't live in a world of health care we live in a world of sick care yeah. we aren't promoting health we are trying to cure the the symptoms but we don't really get to the root cause of disease often and so doctors they they're not uh they're not equipped to actually promote health in in their patients and honestly that kills a ton of them like metaphorically kills a ton of them uh, that they they can't provide that disease reversal Uh, you know they can't prescribe the pill once and have that person be better it's you know you're going to be on insulin the rest of your life sort of situation because we aren't teaching doctors that they can indeed reverse people's diabetes And so the the plant-based movement that has spun out around, um, and I'll kind of refer to it as a lifestyle medicine movement, uh, that movement that's spurned internationally, uh, that's full of doctors who have had enough and who've said, I want to be able to actually promote health and well-being for my patients. And they've done the research into how do I reverse disease? Because I think the the biggest lie out there is that you have to live with chronic disease for the rest of your life. You don't. Most chronic diseases can be reversed using healthy lifestyle measures. Uh, so either pr- eating a predominantly whole food plant-based diet, you know, incorporating exercise, those sorts of things. Um, but that's just not not what is taught. So the movement is full of doctors who are are really wanting to to change that and and actually promote promote lifestyle uh, lifestyle wellness.
0: Well, I was watching a, a, certainly a number of videos. I, I do remember a video that said that doctors are, and this is just to echo what you said, that they are trained uh, w- when the advancement of medicine came. You know, the turn of the 19th into the 20th century they were looking to cure diseases or that were viral bacterial you, you know stuff like that but what's killing us today is as we're talking about is is our diets right so they're i mean so yes emergency situations where you got some viruses or bacteria they're looking for for antibodies but these chronic diseases i mean you, you can't believe and and i think that, that was you know the the inquisitiveness of in my own brain was, was trying to make me think, how does this happen to so many different people? All these people are in insulin. All these people are getting there. You know, if you look at the African-American community and I, it was almost insulting when they're asking me and telling me, okay, you're more at a heart of risk for heart rate because these are the risk factors for, 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 for heart disease, being male, being right. African-American being <laughs> uh, I'm like, How is my skin color?
1: (laughs) So it is not it is not your skin color that determines if you get heart disease. It is the fact that that we live in a world where there's food apartheid, where junk food is much where there's food swamps. So in specific zip codes, it's not necessarily a food desert where there's no access to food. There's plenty of food. It's just all not nutritious food. So you are you're surrounded by fast food places that don't have your health in mind. That are pushing calories that are are horrible for you. Um, so it's it is the systemic. I mean, it's systemic racism that is is way too ingrained in our society um that is really that's the risk factor um is is how much systemic racism has has perpetuated into your your health how much is it in your life
0: and so there's another doctor. Probably, could quote a bunch of doctors. Doctor Milton Mills, who talks exactly about that. Yep. And I was actually floored when he was saying this. I'm like, man! And he's giving a talk about the to the to the dairy association. I think it was, and just so, just yeah. tell them you guys are racist. <laughs> well, like,
1: so you you probably saw at the uh, which actually my former uh, or my my. Um, I spoke at five years ago um, and the borough president spoke at this year, which was the USDA dietary guidelines. Yes, that in- was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so that happened. Uh, there are a few different sessions of that, but the one that Milton Mills was at uh, was the one back in August, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking about the racism of the dairy industry as well. A few folks um, honed in on that. They honed in on dairy as well as processed meat because processed meat is, I mean, that is, the WHO, yes. the World Health Organization, yeah. says it's carcinogenic, and we still are serving it in as deli meat sandwiches in schools yeah. across the United States. It's insane. Yeah.
0: I I had cut out deli deli and meat so, years ago,
1: um, but Milton did a phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did a phenomenal do- job with uh, with dairy. Um, because indeed, 70% of, of kids of color are lactose intolerant and yet it's a required food group uh, in, our, uh, in our public school system. It's insane.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, it's definitely definitely crazy. I want let's talk about um, it, it, well, first of all, what do you do for your, for your job there? <laughs> we yeah. kind of just kind of blazed ahead here. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So uh, I run, I'm deputy strategist for Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. I run his healthy food initiatives and uh, that largely is, is pushing a lot of plant forward policies forward. So we have a uh, our Bellevue plant-based lifestyle medicine clinic, which we expected to have between 100 and 200 patients. We actually have 800 people on the waiting list for. So people are hungry for this information, but it's not readily available. Um, so we have pushed for expansion of that clinic. Um, and we've also pushed other policies like Meatless Monday. So taking one day a week to say, I want to you know, start moving away from meat or, or maybe not just taking one day without meat. Um, so we've got Meatless Mondays in all um, all New York City schools, hospitals, and jails.
0: Jails is a big one. Um, I mentioned the correctional officer that I had on, but I also had another uh, brother who was on, who uh, was from Maryland. He had done about 20 years and, uh, in the Maryland Correctional Institute, and then when he came out, uh, he is now, you know, um, trying to be a reformer and trying to talk to kids and, you know, basically say don't don't go down the same road that I am. And he's also trying to push. I don't know if he's trying to push the plant based, but he's talking about do, being healthier. And he That's talked great. about he talked about um, when people go into jail, right? They're they're one way, but when they come out right, after doing fifteen twenty years, now they have diabetes and hypertension, and so they die two three years after because mm-hmm. of the food that they're getting while they're inside right so so i think that that's all and, and when he's saying this i'm like wow that's crazy you know that the, the food that they're giving you and we all know it's the food whether
1: it's cancer rates and all right. that kind of stuff have you seen the naacp resolution that promotes plant-based uh, for schools hospitals jails
0: i did not see that no i'm gonna look that up
1: send i'll send it your way
0: yeah yeah we talked about um the bill that you want to do as far as uh getting more doctors to know about plant-based diets. What is the medical, med- medication industry, the pharmacology, pharmacist, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Big, big pharma? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. um, so big pharma has not actually come after us. Uh, I'm actually kind of just waiting for, for them to pay attention that we're out here making these, these sorts of arguments. Uh, the meat industry has come after us. They, uh, The North American Meat Institute uh, came after us with a letter saying that we were by by promoting meatless Mondays, we were taking away students' choices. Um, and indeed, you know, when when the default is meat and you're saying one day a week without meat, you can survive and we can give you a, a delicious meal. Uh, it's, it's really like being spat in the face um, by saying that we're taking away choices. So um, we wrote a nice letter back to them, redlined their, their letter and just sent it back with a bunch of questions because they have a, a bunch of claims that are not, not fully grounded in facts. Uh, I'll, I'll suit you over that as well.
0: Do they know... That these are not facts? Do they know that?
1: I think that is a question you're gonna to have to ask them. Or <laughs> sure they are hopefully constantly asking themselves because the the I mean, any one of those arguments, right? The environmental, the health, the animal welfare, the pandemic prevention, any one of those arguments is enough to stop and say, let's rethink this. Like is the hamburger worth COVID, I mean, if you were to ask anyone who, who has felt some of the detrimental effects of COVID, I hope that they would say, you know, maybe let's look at our food supply system and, and reevaluate and reimagine it. Does it need to be this this heavy on meat? I mean, I grew up eating meat with every meal. Mm. Um, it's, and that's the average Americans is, you know, eating hundreds of pounds of meat a year. Uh, so it's just, it's, it's time to reimagine.
0: Hmm. So let's address some of the things. What's, what's exactly, you know, I don't know if you, if this, you can address these as far as a medical aspect of it, but give us the, the best that you can do uh, as far as what's wrong with eating meat two or three times a day. What, what's wrong with that? What, what, what's the outcome of that?
1: And so you froze. So say that question one more time.
0: Yeah, uh so uh what's wrong with eating meat? What, is it really that bad for you 2-3 times a day? Uh, why why should we have meatless mondays? What's wrong with eating a good burger?
1: <laughs> yeah, good- absolutely. So so I would say to that elevator pitch, you know, if we had, if we only had a, a few seconds to to talk about this, um, I'd first find what's important to that person because, as I mentioned, you know, there are those four arguments. But from a health perspective, what's wrong with meat is that meat has cholesterol, uh, and you know it. it when I promote plant-based nutrition, I know that it can reverse diseases. I know that it can reverse heart disease. It can reverse diabetes, uh, decrease obesity, et cetera. But when, I am, um, but when I am thinking about it from the environmental angle, uh, there's, there's a plethora of other reasons why one should reduce their meat consumption. Um, but I'm not necessarily in any case saying that one needs to give up meat 100%. Sure, that has worked for me in getting rid of my eczema. That's worked for other people in disease reversal. But the, the amount of meat we're eating, the more plants we eat, the better we're going to feel. And so whether one goes 100% plant-based or 90% plant-based, I think you'll feel better as the more and more plants you eat.
0: Very good. So what's wrong with dairy? Certainly, uh, you know, I can still have my butter and cheese and and, uh, ice cream every now and then. Is there anything wrong with that?
1: Do you want to be adding more cholesterol to your (laughs) plate is the the question. Um, You know, dairy is meant to raise a uh, couple hundred pound cap to be a couple thousand pounds. (laughs) That's not us. That's just not us.
0: (laughs) Also, uh, you know, just the the stuff that I've read is, uh, well, read, watched, whatever, uh, is that cheese is addictive. There's,
1: yeah, has case morphine in it. Yeah, right.
0: It's just crazy when you think about that. It's addictive.
1: Well, it's it's crazy when you think about it. But then also, I mean, I look back on what was the hardest thing for me to give up, and cheese pizza was definitely the hardest thing to give up. So listen, it's been a struggle.
0: It's been a struggle. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, listen. Ice cream, and I didn't really totally. I didn't really have a problem with cheese itself. Yeah, okay, I wanted cheese on my pizza, but but I'd like pizza. You know, I've learned obviously to make it without that. But but listen, ice cream was like, man, I I would like it- main I would mainline it if I could. I just love um, ice cream.
1: <laughs> have you so for a healthy ice cream alternative? Have you ever had frozen bananas, cacao, and peanut butter?
0: I have not. Um, so do you
1: have do you have a blender? Because all you need to do throw some bananas. That uh, you know every time a banana is is uh, losing its ripeness, I just uh, cut it up, throw it in the freezer. Then the next day, it is insanely delicious. And it sounds like oh that might be like a healthy nut, like a health nut food. But I'm telling you, just mix it in a blender. Only those three ingredients. Ooh. Oh, it's delicious. And then there's also, of course, for the junk food vegan, there are now a thousand brands of plant-based, of plant-based ice creams that one can enjoy for sure. Uh,
0: so I'm definitely going to look into that. I, I wanted to uh, uh, just kind of deviate for a minute here. You've talked about the reversal of heart disease, and I was very, very well, reversal of diseases. And I was really, no, I had three blockages, and they're telling me they're the doctors, the cardiologists, the Surgeon who cut me open are all saying there's nothing we can do about this. So is it possible? I know that you're not a medical doctor. Is it possible that in a year, I, I plan to do this for a year, strict, strict everything that Doctor Esselman says and his in his talks and all that kind of stuff, even no nuts and no peanut butter, which is going to be hard. But <laughs> should I? Is it possible that I can in a year or three or a year or so that I, we can do another cardiograph or angiogram or whatever it's called, look and see? Oh, hey these are gone? Is that is that a reality for me?
1: So is it possible to reverse heart disease within a year of eating a whole food plant-based diet? The I know people who have been able to reverse their heart disease and the literature states that you can reverse your heart disease with a whole food plant-based diet. So I'm not going to give any specific medical advice, but I've seen it done.
0: Okay. Now that I think I've saw, I've seen one picture that they've done on the internet. So I would be very interested to see the literature and I'm going to listen, I'm going to, I'm going to try it. Well, I've, I've been very yeah. good. I just cut out because I've been doing more research all along and I just cut out the peanut butter, which is very frustrating because I just bought a big tub of peanut butter because I was oh. <laughs> like, Oh man. <laughs> well,
1: so <laughs> so and, and I will say in regards to peanut butter, I would say the, one, it's a limiting of. I don't think even Esselson says one hundred percent. He usually says like a handful of nuts and seeds a day. Uh-huh. Um is typically what what he says. So uh you don't need to throw physically throw out the peanut butter, okay. but okay. making Good. sure you limit <laughs> greatly. And again, like approach your medical professional to actually talk about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not that person. Um, but um even in, on the strictest of Esselstyn diets, I mean, they say a handful of nuts and seeds a day. Um, but uh, also when you are kind of out of the, the when you have reversed your heart disease, um, I have seen people start to, you know, have two handfuls, three handfuls of nuts a day. Like it's, it is not a, the, the cholesterol for meat and the saturated fat for meat uh, and animal products is a major culprit. Um, the uh, things like oils and the, the they are, uh, and for instance, like avocados and nuts have healthy fats, but you want to very much limit the fats you have, even the healthy fats, when you are at the extremes of trying to reduce, uh, trying to reverse your heart disease. So for the moment, cutting those things out is good, but don't think that it is necessarily what you will always be eating. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you yeah. might, you might, you know, be eating three handfuls of nuts and seeds a day in a year and have no negative effects. Um, it just really depends on the person, person's body. Um, but I myself have peanut butter, as I said. That's my recipe of, of uh, chocolate ice cream. So um, definitely, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I I actually um, am, am trying to do my own um, study about this because I just ordered uh, from my doctor my um, cardiograms, right, where they take pictures of yep. your heart and all that kind of stuff. So I want to see what it was in my last uh, doctor's visit. Mm-hmm. and compared to a year from now cuz i want to see is it is it possible or whatever so i'm going to try this for a year and i found a, a really great oatmeal uh peanut butter sticking no bake sticking in the in the refrigerator and everybody was loving it i was okay. bringing it to my mom and stuff yeah. and now i'm looking at now i'm reading this stuff i'm like you can't eat it i'm like ah come on <laughs> so so I, it, it, if i don't know maybe i'll cheat with that kind of stuff but certainly limit what i'm doing But um, yeah. so i'm definitely going to try that try that because i have a i have a major major sweet tooth and i love i feel yeah when i what i was what i've been doing though is when my bananas turn turn you know extra ripe or whatever i was mashing them up and i would uh put some oatmeal in it roll them up and stick some some blueberries and some cranberries in it stick and make a little cookie out of it
1: oh yeah
0: and so it's it's so you can trick your brain gets tricked into thinking it's a real cookie and like you can't eat the batter and stuff
1: Oh, this is so, a banana. <laughs> so another another thing with frozen bananas is you can make, for instance, like a dole whip. Uh, so you can make frozen pineapple and banana and make it into kind of a like sorbet type thing. And it's delicious. All so right.
0: well, Listen, you give me some ideas, right? Because <laughs> uh, I, I the, um, pineapples is my thing.
1: Whipped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same.
0: I'm going to write that down. Whip bananas and pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So like I said, I'm going to try this for a year, strict, strict and see, and see where I'm at. Uh, so let's, let's continue on with, we talked about meat. Okay. Is it re- The doctors will tell you you can eat lean meats. What about fish? What about, what about, uh, um, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we know we can't eat, um, red meat. What about, uh, you know, yeah, higher so, lean
1: meats. <laughs> so lean meats, I think there have been a, a couple phenomenal marketing campaigns by the meat industry and by the dairy industry. So for instance, the dairy industry got milk campaign is one that one everyone knows growing up that that's, you know, you should be drinking your milk for calcium. It's so interesting to see the charts of where milk lies in the span of other vegetables for calcium. Because there's actually hardly any calcium in uh, in milk in comparison to some other foods, uh, some other vegetables, dark leafy greens, broccoli, etc. Um, but uh, but with lean meats, that's also been a phenomenal advertising campaign because everyone will tell you, and and medical professionals do say, if you're trying to eat healthy, eat lean meats. The amount of cholesterol and saturated fat in chicken, not to mention the amount of sodium in chicken, unbelievable. I mean, just look at the nutritional facts. Do you want to be adding any cholesterol you're adding that is animal-derived cholesterol is not good for you? Plain and simple. It's not It's not rocket science. It, it, it will clog your arteries. It will uh, inflame. I mean, it leads to inflammation. And at the core of so many chronic diseases is inflammation. And if animal products cause inflammation, then... I don't
0: want to be eating them. When you think about it, like you said, we eat animal products or meat, you know, three meals a day. And so when I'm doing this research, right, I I come across, you know, the the egg industry, another, I'm sure you you know, marketing strategy that has been run wild. So you eat one egg, has the dietary recommendation for cholesterol in a day. Right, and this is this is the things that I'm thinking about as I'm processing whether I'm going to do this or not. So, you know, most people eat two eggs or three eggs or or something like that, and and a sitting or for breakfast or whatever. And of course, I asked the doctors, like, "Yeah, eggs are fine. Let's just eat them sparingly." But I'm reading this information like just can't what you're saying can't be right with the literature, and so and so. Then one day I'm like, "Okay, I know one egg has enough cholesterol for the day," mm-hmm. and then. And then, okay, we have two eggs, so that's double the cholesterol. And then I go home, and I remember, I remember this like it was yesterday. I was going to open up a nice big package of fish with swordfish, right? I'm going to eat some swordfish, and I read the cholesterol level, and it was 43, 43% of the cholesterol that I needed for the day. Right. So I'm like, I had just had eggs. I'm like, this can't <laughs> – what you're telling me can't be, can't be right. Right, right.
1: right well and and I do so one have you seen the nutrition facts video about about uh eggs being labeled as nutritious?
0: I did not see there's,
1: that. A, there's gonna be a lot of things i'm gonna send you okay. <laughs> links in the show notes always <laughs> uh, so one is that um but two um you know from a from a fish perspective, you know you ask about fish um they the also just the, the amount of plastic that is, uh, depending on Ugh. what we're doing, with, either we're doing farmed fish or, or uh, wild caught, but either way you, you slice it. Uh, there's just going to be things like mercury that I don't want in my body. But also enough about the things that are not good. Like I do want to take a second and say, you know, there's a lot of things that, that we'll say stay away from. But there's so much food that we now say, go explore. Eat the vegetables that you never touched before. Your taste buds change over time. You know, you might have not liked Brussels sprouts when you were a kid and now you like them. You might have a recipe that makes you like broccoli or whatever. There's so many foods that after I started eating plant-based, I was exposed to and fell in love with. Um, and I started going out to all these different, uh, eating all these different ethnic cuisines. So for instance, now my favorite food is Ethiopian. I can eat Ethiopian any night of the week because it's delicious. And when I, I ate meat, I was so limited. I ate, I ate um, meat and potatoes and hamburgers and hot dogs. And I, I only ate probably 20 or 30 meals over the course of a year because it's just so boring but now that i eat <laughs> plant-based i have just so much variety i mean i really do eat the rainbow and when you do that you're uh you're just going to discover that wow there are so many foods out there that i never tried when i was eating the same old meat and potatoes
0: that's the, i'm not a much of a very good cook but that is one of the challenges that i'm having is finding these different recipes and um that's that's different. definitely a challenge that I'm, that I'm that I'm anxiously, you know, looking forward to coming up with different ways of cooking things. And I've always been a vegetable person. I think I definitely pass those genes on to my kids because Aww. we would go out to we would go out to a restaurant, you know, we'd order wings and my kids would be eating the, the, the carrots and the celery.
1: I'm like, what the heck
0: is wrong with my kids? Everybody else wants the meat. <laughs> so, uh, so 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 um, so I never had a problem there are a couple of things I don't like. I don't really like uh, asparagus, but maybe my 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 taste buds have changed. You know, who knows? And I'm not and I'm not very fond of uh, that guacamole. So, what is that? That you said it before. What is that?
1: Not Not guacamole.
0: um, uh, What's it made from? Avocados. Avocados. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of avocados. Well,
1: wanting (laughs) to limit the healthy fat, then you're fine with that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to. I'm I'm enjoying the journey so far. I've I mean, it's hard to say I feel better. Um, I do feel definitely mentally better. I'm definitely.
1: That's awesome. uh, The mental clarity is Yeah,
0: Yeah, I mean, that that guilt over eating uh, animals is gone. Um, I definitely, when I go out for walks and stuff now, I don't have that that, uh, feeling in the back of my head. So let's answer the question of where do you vegans and vegetarians and plant-based people get your protein from?
1: i love it (laughs) Beans, lentils tofu and nuts that's the the magic four so there's so many types of beans different types of lentils tofu can be made in in so many different ways and then there's a plethora of nuts so there's there's enormous amounts of protein in plant-based sources in fact sometimes more than meat um but uh you know, again, that marketing campaign. The meat industry did a great job of of having people believe that you needed to get your meat from uh, from animal products. Have you seen Game Changers yet?
0: I, uh, wait, no, I didn't see that one yet. No,
1: okay, I, I watched Forks Changers. Over
0: Knives and something else. Yeah.
1: Game Changers, you've got to see. It. In fact, as a cop, you've got to see it. Okay. Uh, it has a special part of, with fire department um, with mm. Rick vesselston but mm. um, but uh, and, yeah, police police is also should be in there because. Um, I know. I mean, one one thing as it relates to kind of your show and, and who's listening. Um, you know, there's there's a reason that police pensions are so high. Police don't live that long after they retire. Ten
0: years. Ten years. <laughs> yeah.
1: So there's uh, so you know police pensions one. Entirely deserved as someone who wished she saw her father a little bit more growing up. One hundred percent deserved. But when you think about the financial aspect behind, realistically, wires of police pension that high, they can make it that high because a cop is eating at the only place that's open during over with the midnight shift at two a.m. It's the Chinese place that is you know that that you're getting meat and you know a side of broccoli and barely eating that broccoli i mean there's there's uh there's just reasons for that so um yeah
0: yeah yeah do you know anything about um i want to say this right the psychology of it i mean as far as uh are are certain people more prone to become vegetarians vegans i understand a lot of them are kind of atheists as well, I mean, is there is there something are they just not those type of people that go along with everyone else or? or,
1: or what? So it depends. I mean there's uh, largely what one does is determined by one's support network. Hmm. So if you surround yourself with people who are also eating you know a plant-based diet, you're much more likely to succeed. The recidivism rate for eating a vegetarian and vegan, and, and I know recidivism <laughs> is <laughs> exclusively uh, with prisoners, but the recidivism rate for going back to eating meat um, is extremely high because there's a, there's enormous social pressure to eat meat. Um, so you know, if you have a vegetarian or vegan friend, uh, you know, please try and support them, even if you're not necessarily on the journey. Um, it can be really hard to eat differently. Um, in a society where, you know, you just kind of want to go along and get along with your friends and do the same things. Um, And cops are no different to that. So um, so are there people who are more prone? I would say, sure. I mean, I myself come from the punk rock uh, community. And I know that we have a much higher rate of vegetarians and vegans, um, mostly because, you know, we're screaming about uh, you know the man, and and we are are, are wanting to uh, you know look at uh, it. It is a very funny, funny community. My my father, it was a hoot growing up for sure, um, being a punk rocker and having a cop as a dad. Um, but Dreaming there, there the are man. definitely people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so there are people who might be more prone to um, to eating uh, this way, but anyone can do it and there's just so many reasons to do it um so i i recommend it for anyone there's no one that i'm like "Mm, maybe not for you no literally you want to feel better in life you should probably eat more plants Um, it's just that simple
0: you talked about the recidivism rates do we know what the rates are how many how many other estimates of how many vegetarians vegans there are in the u.s so how many people go back are there any kind of rates yeah like
1: there are and i'll find you that study because i am the numbers i don't have offhand, but i want to say there's um less than one percent of the of the united states is vegan i want to say we're up to like three percent of the united states is vegetarian um but it's a very very small percentage um but it's growing it's growing very quickly um, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix had a speech at, what was it, the Oscars or Academy Awards? I mean, talking about veganism, you know, I could have never imagined that when I went vegan 10 years ago. And here we are, the Academy Awards and Oscars, they, they only serve vegan dinner this year. Um, which oh, really? Is, yeah, which is, is crazy. So... Um, So I don't know the exact numbers, but um, recidivism is high because there's just so many barriers. Um, But again, we're trying to constantly decrease those barriers. Having things like the Impossible Whopper at Burger King, like that makes it easier to Change what you eat. It's not necessarily going to reverse your heart disease, but, oh, it no. <laughs> is going to get, but it is going to get you thinking about your relationship with food in a little bit of a different context.
0: How have you uh, managed to, to do it so, so far? I mean, have you had a good, strong support system yourself, or how did you manage it for 10 years? That's that's quite a feat. I, I, I get, you know, and I think that the weird thing is, I, I do want you to answer the question, but <laughs> I think the weird thing is, it's almost weird to talk about eating plants. I mean, it's like, isn't it, shouldn't it be weird to think we're killing animals? I mean, shouldn't that be the way?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The default, what you find (laughs) default is very funny, uh, for sure. Um, But, you know, it has been, when I went vegetarian, I found it to be way easier than I expected. And I'm kind of a go big or go home person. Uh, So I was just like, "Mm, let me, let me, if vegetarianism is easy, give me something difficult. And so I went vegan um, and I have just had so much fun with it. I feel so much better. Um, I suffer from depression and it definitely gives me a little bit of a, an edge to fighting the depression because one, the mental clarity, uh, but two, just knowing that I'm doing something that aligns my beliefs with my actions is wonderful Um, so there's, there's a lot, there's a lot built into the lifestyle that, that is a positive feedback loop for me. I just, I enjoy it so much. And I mean, there's nothing better than being able to help your friends reverse their diabetes or heart disease. It's just, you can't give someone that as a birthday gift and, and not feel ecstatic.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's really, that's really something. So let's talk about uh, your father's journey. How'd you get him to, to?
1: Yeah. So my father grew up on a farm. He grew up slaughtering pigs. He grew up hunting animals and trapping animals. And so he was about the farthest person from a vegetarian as you can be. So the story goes that I was headed off to college and I love tattoos you know, the whole punk rock thing. Um, and my dad being, even as he was a Marine, uh, even as he was a cop, uh, he does not like tattoos. He's just a very, like, he's, he's a jarhead that does not have the the Semper Fi tattoo. So for him, when I told him I was headed off to college, hey, I'm thinking about getting a tattoo, he was like, no make to make you not get a tattoo. And so he said, I don't want you to get t- a tattoo. And I said, well, I don't like that you eat animals. And so he was going to, he had this dream of retiring on a boat and fishing for the rest of his life. And so I said, okay, how about I don't get tattoos during my college career if you go pescatarian for, co- for my college career. So just for four years, do this. So he started it. And then he dove into the nutrition and found out how wonderful it was. Um, his friends were dying. I mean, all of his cop friends were dying from X, Y, and Z chronic disease. Um, and his father um, passed away um, from a heart attack. Um, he is just surrounded by, by um, people who don't have their health in, in top regard. And so he fell in love with the nutrition aspect. And then it slowly opened up his mind to the animal aspect and he looked back on his time in the farm and he was like, hmm, maybe I didn't need to do all of those things to animals. And so then I, so I graduated a year early in school. And so at the end of the three years, I go to him and I'm like, okay, dad, that was a good bet. I'm, I'm happy for you. You found pescatarianism. It's great. He, by then was almost to the point of going vegan. And so the tipping point was, hey, Rachel, you're not really going to get a tattoo, are you? And I said, of course I am. I'm so excited. I've waited these three years to do it. And he then said, okay, let's make another deal. And so we have a 10-year deal where he went vegan for 10 years for me not to get tattoos for 10 years. And uh, I have not gotten a tattoo. I'm very true to my word. He's been vegan. He will never go back to eating meat because he absolutely loves veganism. Uh, you've definitely- how old
0: is he? Is I mean, how's his health? And
1: so he he was always he- the healthier of his family. His family's obese. Uh, most most everyone in his family is obese, um, but he has always been the healthier of them. But now he is as healthy as he was at twenty five. I mean, he, so he's almost 60 now and he loves it. He is having a blast. And I mean, anytime anyone comes to the house, they'll get a green smoothie in the morning. They'll, they'll hear about, you know, how much fiber does X, Y, and Z have? He's just, he's, he's a hoot. So uh, he's wonderful. And I'm, I'm really lucky to have him as a dad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good yeah. to hear. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so he was a police officer in, in, in New DC. York. In DC. In DC. DC yeah. Metro PD. Yep, MPD. And he retires as the captain. Yep. How many years?
1: Twenty-five.
0: Twenty-five. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Smooth. I, mean, I talked to him one day. I'd like to get yeah. his opinion. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, what's the how are, can veganism vegetarianism be done wrong? Uh, wh- why are people going? Why is there such a high? Well, we talked about. No support system, but are people, do people get bored with the diets or are they doing it wrong or they're gaining weight while they're doing it?
1: <laughs> right. I mean, there's a, there's a number of ways to do it. Um, and so it, it is all about kind of the finer details. And so if you're trying to do it to reverse your disease, for instance, there's a wrong way to do it. And that's to eat a junk food, vegan diet. When I first went vegan, turns out the Seven Eleven apple pies all vegan, <laughs>
0: but
1: that's because they're made of complete shit. Uh, they're just <laughs> processed junk food. Um, so you know, there's a there's a right and way right and wrong way to do it from a health perspective, um, from an environmental perspective, from an animal perspective. Whatever sort of veganism you choose is is a okay. Um, but from that health angle, there's definitely you can gain weight if you're going to eat Oreos and and um, I mean soda all day, you can for sure gain weight and you can for sure not get the nutrients that you need. But um, eating kind of a balanced whole food, plant-based diet is the best way to go for your health.
0: Whole food, plant-based diet. Now, um, can it be done for people who are on a lower economics uh, scales, right? Uh, how would you, what would you suggest that they buy? We talk about food deserts. Mm-hmm. Um, can they go into a local store, bodega, whatever, and try to buy something, at least in a can or something that that's healthy.
1: So one of the biggest myths in the sort of vegan movement uh, or about the vegan movement is that it's a whole food, whole paycheck diet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: whole foods is expensive. I was just staring at the other day. I'm like, wow.
1: not need to be eating vegan. The- can be expensive for sure but buying those frozen vegetables if you're buying the can some of the canned vegetables if you're buying rice beans legumes i mean the grains if you're buying in bulk it is the cheapest diet out there so i think that it depends on how you do it if you're buying the beyond burgers the impossible burgers and you're having that every night um then sure it can rack up in in price but if you're buying the things like rice beans and veggies that meal costs you less than two dollars for a huge portion for dinner i mean it's it's incredibly cheap just depends on how you do it
0: Mm. yeah yeah the the fruits aren't aren't cheap though i mean i've been buying i got to go to the store like every three or four days because i'm you know well, first of all, I blow through fruit salads. Like I said, I have a sweet, I have a sweet tooth, so right, I, just, right. I just blow through them. So, so
1: I, <laughs> this is one of the benefits of New York City. We have these fruit stands all yeah, over the place, yeah. and I tell you, they're wonderfully priced. So it, it, that is a, a blessing of New York City. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know if I, I did have that question. It's going to bother me. Um. I think that's pretty much all I wanted to ask you. I really appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Um, so I think I asked you about the recidivism rates. And um, do people kind of vacillate between the two? Oh, 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 well, yeah, do they vacillate between the two? Or one, one week they're on, one week they're off, they go back and forth between that.
1: So th- that is the sort of diet I'd refer to as a flexitarian diet. And <laughs> by all means, people do. I think the more someone eats plants, the more addictive it is, the more, the better you feel and sort of that positive feedback loop. But if people are going back and forth, I mean, it's, it's your body, it's your choice. Um, I'm just here to kind of provide some information of, of what I have found to be the most helpful and you know, health promoting diet but uh, you know, to each their own. And some people going back and forth, we're all on our journey. And just because you're not ready to make that plunge this week, hey, maybe next week's your week.
0: Have you talked to people and they weren't ready and they're just, you just can't convince them? or, Or has that, have you ever had those type of
1: experiences? There's some people for sure. I mean, I come from a very stubborn family, so there's definitely some people who aren't ready for the information, but to that, I just don't talk about it. It, I don't need to bring up my veganism at every meal. That's not my, that's not my thing. Um, when people are ready to talk about it, they'll ask me questions and I'm, I'm here with some answers. Um, but it's not something that, uh, I think everyone is going to, to evolve the same. Um, you know, we are indeed all on our, our separate journeys. So um, when when people are ready for it, they're ready, and they'll approach me, and then I'll I'll help them as best I can.
0: Very good. That's a that's a good attitude. Um, I was uh, a member of a church for a long time, and we always had this evangelistic spirit about us. To to you know, and I have intentionally not adopted that. Now I'm talking about it. This is actually the second show that I'm doing about veganism um, because yeah. because I think it's important. You know, but. I don't, I don't want to come off as preachy, you know, and I think that that turns people off as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and sadly, I think we're all at different stages of being ready to hear the information. Hmm. I mean, I can, I can spout the facts all day long about, you know, the, the uh, amount of ammonia that gets into our waterways and what's that's, what that's doing to the Mississippi Delta. You know, I can talk about some of those facts, but if you're not ready to hear that, then it's not, it, it's no matter what I say, you're, you're just not, you're not going to take it the best. Um, so,
0: so, so uh, we'll wrap up here. I don't want to keep you too long. It's been about an hour or so, I, but let's dive into the, you know, I did it for my health as, as I talked about, we talked about the health aspect of it and we talked a little bit about it, which I also found to be astounding. The amount of food we have to give to an animal to make yeah. one pound of beef is like yeah. and then when i heard that if we would have just given that food to humans we could eliminate poverty right or, or at least global you know,
1: hunger right like two
0: right or three
1: times over yeah
0: so so let's talk about the about the effects that it's having on the oceans with the with the uh, trolling for shrimp and, and bottom
1: and, yeah bottom, and,
0: yeah, and and um and uh in, in the mississippi delta and and just talk about that for a little bit because maybe that'll convince some people that just for the sake of the planet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if we, if we really want to, if we're real about being an environmentalist, we need to be reducing our meat consumption because no matter how you cut it, greenhouse gas emissions, One of the largest sources of greenhouse gas emissions comes from us raising animals. And the number of animals we are raising just means that the greenhouse gases that are emitted from just the agricultural sector are huge. So if we think about just climate change, we can talk about greenhouse gas emissions. But if we're thinking about what about the water that people in rural communities have to uh, have, where are they getting their water? oftentimes their water is polluted because of factory farm runoff. And so if you are, you know, caring about some of these rural communities, you should definitely be caring about factory farming. Uh, And there's a good documentary that'll come out in the next year that talks about rural communities and and factory farms, because largely, I mean, the Smithfields, the Purdue's, the Tyson's, they've largely left rural communities behind um, by... uh, kind of screwing them over um, uh, as it relates to the environmental racism um, that we've put, like where are we putting these factory farms? Um, largely in communities of color. So um, it's, it is, if there's, yeah, I mean, I could add the environmental racism could be the fifth reason why someone would, would eat this way. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's, there's enormous environmental effects um, and you just need to dig into which animal you're talking about, and I can give you some environmental effects. The the waste runoff that comes from hog operations is enormous. I mean, to the point where they have entire lagoons next to these factory farms, full of of waste, and that will then sometimes drift onto neighbors' property, um, and and it's it can be insane. So there's there's a lot there.
0: And also uh, the rainforest too, right? They're they're decimating rainforest
1: mm-hmm. to,
0: so we can put more beef down there, or
1: yeah. So doing. we need we need more as as the world westernizes their diet, they're eating more and more meat. So we need more cropland to raise the crops that are fed to, for instance, chicken. And that's where we're, we're uh, burning down the Amazon indeed because we, we need more land to raise the feed that's fed to animals on, on uh, these large-scale operations.
0: And honey as well. This might be a pivot. I don't know. Uh, I, I, don't,
1: I don't really talk too much about honey because it's, it's one of those fringe issues that if I'm not going to be convincing someone... About you know, move away, moving away from chicken. I hell sure I'm not going to. Yeah, <laughs> honey.
0: Yeah. So. yeah, but I, I just think it's I just think it's really just peculiar. And I did not know this about honey. I was gonna I was gonna I said to myself I'm going to continue eat honey. And then of course I watched something that says that not only what I, I guess it's not really well. They take all of the honey away from the away from the bees. I thought they only took enough. Just enough for us, but they take it all and give them corn syrup to eat, which right. destroys them and kills them.
1: Right.
0: And now we we got that going on that's killing them. And now we got this mur- murder hornet that's here, <laughs> which I'm <laughs> which I'm total which I'm totally convinced that somebody brought here just to spike up the spike the, of the the price of honey. I, I okay. totally believe that. Totally. I, call me call me a conspiracy theorist. There's, there's no way that those bees that those wasps or hornets got here from Japan. How how they get here? How they they flew here? Absolutely, somebody brought it here. To,
1: right. you know,
0: but that's just me being crazy. I don't
1: know. <laughs> love, <laughs> it. love
0: it. <laughs> so yeah. But I did find uh, agave, which is very sweet and I and I've been
1: yeah, I've delicious. been using that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love
0: it. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really, yeah, really I appreciate it. the conversation. Um First. just give us your final pitch. Uh I'm on a fence. I'm, I'm pretend I'm a person, I'm on the fence. I don't know if I should do it or not. Should I pull that trigger? Thinking about going and I, I don't want to just say vegan. I'm gonna say whole food plant based, right? Because I don't want to like you said, don't eat cookies and, and Oreos right, right. And, and soda and stuff. But so wanna... the
1: person the person who's on the fence, I do highly recommend start slow. So I I recommend trying the meatless Monday, trying maybe meatless Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe heatless during the week. Um, You know, I recommend those small steps because the foot in the door approach, you're just so much more likely to stick with it. If you end up liking it, if you end up if it if it doesn't feel like it is a punishment, you know, I love eating plant based, I love eating fruits and vegetables. I I'm so fortunate that um, that I found this lifestyle when I did, but if it's, if you're not ready for it, you know, quote unquote whole hog, uh, I, I, recommend just starting slow. So, so start slow, get some recipes that you like, you enjoy that are delicious and start to feel better. And I think if you do start to feel better, you're only going to increase it yourself and, and no one will need to kind of push you. You'll want to do it yourself. Uh, so with that, you know, try meatless Monday.
0: Very good. When you first started, did you find out that you were hungry all the time? Cause I'm having that problem. I'm like hungry all the time.
1: It takes a few months to really work through some of your, your internal stuff. So yes, uh, at the beginning, there were all sorts of hurdles, uh, but it, it really takes a little bit. And if you're eating whole food plant-based, you can eat as much as you want. So just keep eating. Don't you don't need to necessarily cut it off. Uh, you you needed to cut it off when you were eating the cholesterol and the saturated fat, but now that you're not eating that, just keep keep eating till you're full.
0: I remember that question I wanted to ask you. Uh, yeah. So, somebody starts a plant-based diet. Tell t- talk us through if you know, uh, you know what happens to your body at one month in, two months in. Uh, as you talked about, eat your body has to change and your diet's gonna your, your hunger, and all that's going to change. Can you talk about what we can expect?
1: So I will say everyone's different in this regard. So it also depends on if someone is going kind of cold turkey or if you are going slower. So if you're going slower, you shouldn't notice a ton, ton of changes in the first few months because you're still kind of eating meat here and there. Um, but let's say that you go instantaneously overnight. Um, there's some benefits that you're going to feel immediately. You're going to feel less sluggish. Uh, You might get rid of some of the skin conditions that you've had, like I did. Um, You will need to talk with a doctor because if you're on, for instance, insulin, if you go whole food plant-based, you can reverse your your diabetes in the span of a few weeks and months. So you're going to need to taper off of your insulin. So definitely do this under doctor's supervision. Um, But... The the kind of I I, there there aren't a ton of negative effects of eating this way. Uh, There's a reason people like me stick with it because I've I've just loved it. Um, But for for folks who are getting used to it, for sure you might just you might figure out that you need to eat more. Um, But that's I love eating, so if you tell me to eat more, that's just a good thing to me. Um, But to each their own. So everyone's gonna feel differently it really depends on the person
0: very good that was the last question I want to hold okay. you on that uh, thank okay. you so much Rachel That's Atchison thank you so That's much part. for coming on the podcast please tell your dad I'd like to talk to him one day Absolutely. he's up to it uh, you know I'd like to hear the Listen, I'm retired too, so I could I could say they're old timer stories. He's a little bit older than me, but
1: but, uh, <laughs> it, but, uh, but
0: I but I'd love to hear stories and just talk yep. about his time in Metro PD and all that absolutely. kind of stuff.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a lovely Thank rest you. of your night. Okay, you Bye. too. Take
0: care. All right, Bye.